the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. My next guest is the author of a new book that's, the timing is perfect, but her being on a Chicago radio station is perfect, because Chicago internationally isn't known for deep dish pizza or the Cubs or any other nonsense that uh, uh, propagandists want you to believe it's known for. What it's known for is the communist Marxist capital of America. Saul Alinsky perfected the hybrid of Marxism and communism with the mafia financing tactics to spread a hybrid version of communism throughout the country. Barack Obama perfected it. The people who realize this, ironically, aren't Democrats who were born here. They're people who lived under Marxism, lived under communists from abroad. They recognize it right away. That's why when you hear my next guest's voice, you'll recognize her from 2021, where she became nationally known for identifying the problem with the agenda of the new modern Marxist mafia posing as Democrats. Her new book is called Mao's America, A Survivor's Warning. She is Jeevan Fleet. Thank you so much for joining me, Ms. Fleet. How are you? Oh, fine. Thank you so much. I love your introduction. It well, is amazing th- what you said. Thank totally you. I agree with you. Well, I recognized you from that Loudoun County uh, school board meeting where you stood up and you, you rounded the circle, you completed the circle, and you made Americans understand that what we're experiencing is a psychological tactic to strip us of our individuality and turn us into collectivists, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. We see them on the street right now, on American campuses and on the street, the people that uh, um, support Hamas, they're not individuals, they're a group. They don't even think. They just react to a trigger. Uh, the trigger word is oppressors versus oppressed. That's enough for them to go on street and demonstrate. You know, it's interesting when you look back at the ideology that is responsible for 180 million deaths around the world, whether they call it Marxism or they call it communism. To me, it's rooted in a psychological trick, in a self-loathing envy to where people don't want to see others achieve independence, free of mind, free of thought, or the benefits of property that goes along with that. And they're willing to use this this ideology of, of collectivism to destroy the quality of life, even for themselves. But in that failure, they find that sense of equality and promise of equity through, through slavery that really the ideas of communism and Marxism deliver. China is a great example of it, but they, 
put a lipstick on their pig and they show you the businessmen without instructing you, they're all government communists, aren't they? Yes. And also, it's not efforting. It's effort for you all, but not for the new ruling class. Absolutely, the communists, uh, they took down the, uh, the old ruling class, the people with the property, people with money, and they just replaced those with themselves. They become the new ruling class. They become the haves, and then the rest, everybody else, the have-nots. Now, Xi Jinping has been able to um, put kind of a, a softer touch on the fascism of communism. He has been able to make people think there is a middle class, for one of Karl Marx's phrases, which I hate to even talk in classes, but that there is a quality of life that isn't the old-fashioned Mao Zedong communism where you walk around in the gray pajamas and you get the hell beat out of you and you can't have kids or they kill them. He's somehow managed to soften that. So I'm, I'm wondering, do you believe that there is a quality of life in China that is this utopian dream of the communist Marxist collectivists throughout the world? Well, it is. China has never changed. Okay, so people need to understand it. Chinese, China is still a communist country. What makes China different is now we, the West, injected the, uh, the, the, uh, the investment, the money and everything, the technology. And now, in, in the 90s, we, uh, we really uh, revived the CCP from its deathbed. So now we have a new model called China model, and that is state capitalism. And in the core, it's communism. It's totalitarianism. That's why after engaging with China for all those decades, and you know, uh, West wish it or, or, or pretend to believe that China will become more democratic, what do we see now? We see China uh, is still China, but the West actually changed. West become more totalitarian, and yes. that's the fact. You know, it's interesting because uh, I'm from Chicago, and it it really kind of happened uh, slowly. It used to be when you were when I was a kid, the dumbest, the people who were unable to get jobs, they all went to work for the government. But somewhere in that time, from the seventies to now, government became a better quality of life than being a business owner, than being a taxpayer, than having a good job. Government cuts themselves deals that normal Americans can't get anymore. Their yeah. agreement, their employment agreement, isn't held by work or even achievement. It's based in loyalty. And to me, it is where America made that compromise with communism. And they agreed to allow government workers to become the overlords and have better deals than the people who fund government. And it's somewhere in those last 40 to 50 years that you see the American system change. And I'm wondering, I think they achieved it through uh, labor extortion mafias called unions in government, because even though America rejected organized labor mafias called unions in the real world, they really found a home in government. And they preach so much of that communism. I'm wondering if you're reminded of, of communism in China when you hear Sean Fain of the UAW preach, or when you see the government deals that they have with their workers. Is, do you see communism here in America, and did you see it when you got here? Because you got here in 86, and right yeah. after Reagan is when it kind of changed, in my opinion. Well, I, I have to say that uh, in, in a uh, communist country like CCP, 
uh, CCP China. The union was the party organization. The union does what the party told it to do. The union has no power to negotiate, to challenge the party or nothing. The union is really an organ of the party. So those people that they think that uh, um, capitalism is evil and the economy is better, try it in China. Try your union. Try to unionize yeah. in China. <laughs> organizers end up in jail and there's no, there's no way. Well, it's different because when Mao, when Mao took over in China, he just killed people. He starved them openly. Here they had to, had, to, had to turn it into a cancer that metastasizes, a malignancy of very special deals for very few people. And then what happens is people admire that. They want to be in the scam or the scandal or the, or the American version of communism more than they want to see it take to fall apart. And that, to me, is how you've seen government grow here. We now have 24 million people that work for government, and it seems to be the only answer in these Democrat-controlled areas. But you see it in the school system, and that, to me, is crucially important because you're indoctrinating the young to promote this throughout their life, aren't you? Yes. That is really what uh, got me into, uh, finally, I said, I have to take action, and I got involved and the first thing I did was go to school board, and then without realizing that I just I just went there thinking I'm doing my uh, duty as a, a citizen of the uh, county. Had no idea that it uh, went viral. From that time on, I was kind of like a uh, just found myself in the and uh, become an activist. But my focus has always been education because. I myself was a victim of uh, uh, Mao's indoctrination, and my entire years, uh, ten years of schooling, Mao cut it from twelve to ten because he did not believe in education, and there's no need to learn more. So he cut it in ten, and during those ten years, and, and that's the Cultural Revolution. Two years there's no school because school was closed because everything was chaotic. So I only had eight years of education. And that eight years was not education, that was indoctrination. And everything we were taught was a lie, especially history. And it's a fictional history, rewrote, made up. And why they want to do that? They want to control us. They don't want us to know our real past, our heritage, our civilization. And so that is exactly what's happening here in you know, America. I'm, I'm wondering when you when you did that when you made the speech, did you do it because you had kids in that school system, or you were just watching it? Uh, my my son already graduated uh, in nineteen. Uh, no, I'm sorry, in 2015. Okay. But I noticed a lot of problems. I noticed problems and uh, from uh, the people I know and also, you know, from uh, uh, from media. The first thing that came out of that COVID um, Zoom classroom was from Loudoun County, my country, that the teacher forced a student who happened to be black to look at a picture with two girls and ask the boy to describe the picture. He, she, he said, two girls. He said, no, 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 you are not telling the truth. What uh, uh, tell me the picture? So in the picture, the black girl is a white girl, and the the uh, the teacher want to really really push the uh, the the race issue to the kids. So it's everywhere. 
And it's, uh, you know, in, in, the, in the media, in the social media, you hear indoctrination in our school. And before, pay, people pay no attention because the, kid, the, uh, the parents did not go to the classroom and watch what's been taught. And it's only during the pandemic we need to yes. see. What that was the needed. that was the silver lining. That was the real blessing because exactly. this had been going on. Exactly. This had been going on for a long time, and you know we just recognize that in Chicago, it, it's truly an atrocity what happens in the school system. In fact, they're in the worst neighborhoods where they spend the most money on the kids. It's thirty thousand dollars per pupil in Chicago, and, mm-hmm. and there are some areas where only five out of one hundred kids can read the grade level, and three out of one hundred can do math. This is a problem where you're spreading. Uh, this illegitimate or this this ignorant society that can't read or do or do math and what you realize is if you you can get away with that if at the same time what you're implementing is a is an ideology of entitlement along with the ignorance because then you can have people that want to have that balkanization where they want to separate and they want to have government redistribute things so it's the way in which americans have adopted versus coming in and killing everybody and telling them okay you're communist now this is a way you spread communism through the youth and i'm wondering when you watch the news now do you is this just all you see because i look at it this way i had the benefit of growing up with somebody who fled Fidel Castro. And, and it was through that lens that I started to recognize the psychological manipulation of the corrupt governments around, around America. And that's the way I see it. I'm wondering, how do you view the news when you're watching these kids cheer for the, the theocrat terrorists in, 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 in uh, Hamas and the rest of it? Yeah, how do you yeah. see it? Yeah, first of all, I, I, I want to um, um, uh, focus on what you said about the kids who can't read. In Baltimore, now, now, can pass the basic math. And so that reminds me of my uh, so-called education because I did not uh, learn the basics. All we learned was uh, the uh, mouse uh, from mouse read a little book. And uh, so all this ideologies, Maoism, Maoism, Marxism, communism, uh, why they do that? That's the question. Why, why they don't want to teach college? Why the CCP did not want to teach uh, me or uh, my generation? Because they don't want to, they're not interested in uh, uh, helping kids to become successful citizens. They want revolutionaries. And they want, yeah, the people that are like the Red Guard. And that's how Mao carried out his revolution. He mobilized tens of millions of kids from his government. And they are all conditioned, programmed with his ideology, ready to fight for his causes. And that's what the Democrats, and that's what the, uh, yeah, the Democrats and the progressive want. They don't want kids to learn. They want them no. to be angry. They want them to be revolutionary and activists. They, they want them to just, at any moment, a trigger word, they're on the streets, burning things, looting things. And then everything's justified. I've got two things I, I, I want to ask you. Number one, this could never happen unless the people were afraid and intimidated by government. So in America, it was a hard place because you have brash Americans such as myself that remember when just the idiots went to work for the government. And when I see a government employee, I see somebody I pay. So I expect and I demand that kind of relationship with them. But when you see a corrupted bureaucracy like the FBI target you, 
and target people like you who spoke up to these fools in the school board, these failures who are failing the people that they work for. And when you see the federal government take a position of targeting citizens who speak up against corruption and incompetence in school systems, is that exactly what China did? Or do you think there's yeah, enough okay. time to stop it? China, I'm talking about mouth China, right? So the people is really the one who works for the government. Why? It's called iron rice ball. Iron rice ball. That means guaranteed. You can never break that uh, your, your rice ball. It's yeah. guaranteed no matter, no matter whatever the government employee was guaranteed. It's and just like Illinois. Everybody listening to you understands. It's just how Illinois does it. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Anyway, that's what attracted people want to work for government and in the United States. And then they, they are willing, they become the willing, willing instrument or weapons of the government. They have no conscience. They like to be where they are because they're guaranteed. Uh, the basics, so they will do whatever. They carry out whatever order. Uh, they will commit in, uh, atrocities against the Chinese people just because they are part of the government. And I think a lot of people attracted. I, I have friends who would try the best to get a federal job because of the guarantee. That is the socialism within the government, just like China, within the guaranteed. If you perform good or bad, it doesn't matter, you're guaranteed. You're guaranteed uh, an annual uh, raise according to at least just to the inflation, right? And then you become a winning instrument, winning weapons for the uh, the regime. And uh, no conscience and just carry on, whatever. Gee, we just had a story about property taxes in our area called Cook County that went up because it's tied to inflation. People are paying the taxes. They're being extorted. It truly is a, a, a communist hybrid system. And I'll never forget my friend. Uh, one of my Cuban friends telling me the story of the psychology of a communist. And it was, uh, he was a kid at the time and his neighbor, he had a toy. And his neighbor had a kid who was the same age and that kid didn't have a toy. The neighbor called the government and said he has a non-approved toy and turned him into the communist party and they took it away. And it was at that moment I recognized the ideology of a communist. They don't really want it for themselves. They just want to make sure no one else has it. And that's how you see these stronghold communist areas. They're called Democrat areas in Chicago and throughout the country. Just want to have people have their items taken away. And I'm wondering, have you ever thought about going somewhere else? Are you still in Loudoun County or did you go to a free state in the country? I, yeah, I'm, I'm still in Virginia, and I, I feel like, uh, you know, we can't just, uh, and Virginia is purple, at least right now we have uh, a Republican governor, and but I, I don't know, I, I talk to people about whether you should just flee to uh, the red state, but uh, I yeah. think this is our country, this is our state, so we, we should not just abandon and go, we should fight, and if everybody left, then it means we abandoned it, uh, the uh, uh, like Chicago or like Illinois. And so I don't believe in just pack up and go. See, the reason I say this to you is I want you as my neighbor. I moved to a different state. I want you as my neighbor because the worst neighbor anybody could have is a Chicago Democrat. In the meantime, G. Van Fleet, she is the author of the new book, Mao's America, A Survivor's Warning. Where can the uh, uh, Chicagoans who are still free of mind go to buy your book and maybe save the future? Anywhere at books 
uh, books are sold. So if you go to Amazon, you can get it. And if uh, you, uh, I'm, I'm just asking if you, uh, anyone who uh, bought the book in Amazon, please leave a review. Okay. I would love to, to, to read it. You are why I, 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 I see some hope in all of the uh, people that are here in America that are new to the country, because I'm hoping that what will save us are the people who lived under the Marxism of uh, Venezuela, who lived under the corruption of South and Central America. Maybe, maybe they'll be the kind of American you are. We're all better off for having you here, and, and I thank God that you're here, and thank you very much for writing this book. She is G. Van Fleet. Thank you so much for making time for me. Thank you. Thank you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.